0: Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host Paddy Mann. Hi there, Paddy. Hi. Good morning. So, in uh, some of the recent episodes, we've been focusing on cash flow a lot, which is a huge source of stress for a lot of business leaders, uh, unfortunately, particularly right now. And we've talked about the eight levers for improving your cash flow, and how improving your processes will help both to tackle any current cash flow concerns, but also how to avoid similar issues in future. In this episode, we're going to delve a little deeper and look uh, particularly at how a specific checklist that focuses on just one of the levers can be used to improve your cash flow. We've chosen the checklist for uh, reviewing your pricing, And we're going to take a look at how it works and the impact that using it can have on your business. The checklist itself that we're going to be exploring is available uh, with making it available for free online. You can find it at airmanual.link forward slash templates forward slash review hyphen hour hyphen pricing. So that's review Hyphen, our hyphen pricing, and we'll share the link of the show notes to make that a lot easier. So, uh, Paddy, um, why do we need a checklist for reviewing the pricing? Let's start with the basics.
1: Yeah, well, as, as we've uh, been been talking about, imp- increasing your pricing is one of the levers you can take to uh, improve your cash flow. Uh, even just a small, a moderate increase can have a huge impact on your profit, and the sooner you uh, make these changes. Um, rather than waiting uh, and doing it every few years when you realize you've got cash flow issues, but instead by being proactive, the sooner you get it in, any additional revenue you bring into the business will compound and grow. Uh, and that will allow you to grow faster It will avoid you getting into issues. The reason we then have this checklist is to make sure that it happens. Uh, and when it does happen to avoid reinventing the wheel, uh, what we don't want to do is uh, look at cash flow every time and go okay there's five things we can do one of them is pricing but oh my god what are the steps we need to do to review pricing uh let's go off on 10 different websites and sense check it against chat just to get an idea of how to approach it because that knowledge that it's a slightly painful fit which is researching mm-hmm. stuff that you've already done before is this huge barrier to just getting it done so you want to uh avoid doing it i've a Uh, compare it to doing my my tax return it's something that I don't do frequently I only do it once a year I will not remember what the steps are uh, that are involved Uh, it's also in Swedish because I live in Sweden so working out how to do it each year from scratch is a nightmare and I did it for three years because writing down the process isn't uh, necessarily a lot of fun but it you know it took me a few years until I went yeah gotta gotta systemize it I've now written down the steps and instead of having this huge unknown and fog and and bit where i just feel horrible going through the process uh something which would often take three to four hours i can now clear off in 20 minutes uh and even all the little painful bits where it's kind of a, a statement and this big warning appears on the screen i have a, a step which tells you, don't worry about the warning because it means this and you don't need to worry so putting it in there removing the uncertainty about how you approach it is is huge um and then it also it empowers your your team. So it doesn't need to be you anymore because you might be the head of finance or the head of the business, whatever, and naturally own this area, which makes it very uncomfortable for other people to know how and when should I even think about this. This is something I could take on. He's in the hospital or, or uh, on holiday or whatever. We should wait till he gets back. Whereas if you've systemized it, if you documented it, if it's a process that your team members can find, then it's something that someone else can pick up. Uh, and. Ideally, as we'll get onto over time, it's something that you will uh, delegate um, mm. so that a big part of the process happens without you even ne- needing to think about it. So it's even less time. So it's a hugely, hugely uh, high impact thing that you can do for the health of your business, for your cash flow. And by systemizing it, you can remove a ton of stress and make sure you really reap all the benefit- benefits from it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think the, the example of like the tax returns is a good example uh, uh, and similar to, re- to reviewing your pricing in that often there's, often there's ways you can improve it as well over time, right? As you say, you know, adding notes about warnings, scary warnings, or if I think about some of the, the uh, changes that we've made, like creating a bit of a spreadsheet tool to make it easier, or you know, a, um, uh, whether it's a calculator to help you turn X into Y, and including those as steps is something that uh, is easy when you've got it documented, but it's hard if you just need to remember it 12 to 18 months from now <laughs> and then you can't find the file and you can't remember how to use it. And you can't remember whether does it include this or that. And and that's uh, often really painful. So I, I think it's really powerful to having these sorts of processes uh, documented. So let's take that that process of reviewing our chat uh, reviewing our pricing which uh, has huge leverage in the business right we talk about it in our in our ebook around the the levers for how you can uh, improve the cash flow in your business and one of them is uh, increasing your prices but you don't just want to do that kneeje you, you don't just say oh yeah every year i just increase the prices across everyone in all situations 10% in some cases it you might need to increase it by more than that in some cases it might it, it could be less you want to take into consideration various things. So, what are the steps that we need to include in the in the checklist for reviewing our pricing?
1: Cool. I I love that you've you've uh, shared the power of making improvements and tailoring it over time. Because what I'm going to share is kind of a a basic mm. base level of steps that you should take. And even the steps that I'm going to share, some of them will be ones that. <laughs> I say, you might forget, I know that we've forgotten when we didn't have a checklist on how to do it, um, and that are really important. But brilliantly, when we create this checklist, it also gives us opportunities to build on it. And I say you need to do different reviews of different types of customers and uh, add little details. You're going to be able to do that. But nice. let me take you through then the, the, the basic steps that you're going to want to do every time. Firstly, review your current pricing. So look at what is our current pricing in all its different forms and so on. Uh, When was it last updated? Was it uh, updated three months ago or three years ago? That makes a difference. So we need to know that, we need that context. Then review inflation. Uh, And if you're just operating in one country, then that's one place to look. If you're doing it in multiple countries, then there's gonna be multiple places to look. Um, And if you're gonna, you know, the first time we can just have a step which says review inflation. Over time, if you want to improve your checklist, you can add in details of where to look to make this really easy for whoever's following. Um, but you want to know what what has changed again. Really important context to help you reason about what a fair increase would uh, would be uh, and how to how to uh, approach it when we get to that stage. Third step: review competitor prices. So, what's the pricing for our main competitors? Uh, and over time, you're going to want to add a list of who those competitors are—the ones that you want to check each time—and uh, capture the details of what they are now brilliantly if you're uh, using a checklist which doesn't just tell you what the steps are but allows you to capture the details as you go like you would get in air manual uh, and indeed in the template that we're sharing in uh, which is in air manual you don't have to use it in air manual you can just print it off and use it but if you do capture it in air manual and use um, essentially it's got a form field built into each step then what you're going to do is you'll capture who those competitors are and what the prices will sort of change now, what's really cool is you can then go back to the previous one, the second time you do this, the third time you do this, and compare what the prices are now to the prices last time so you can see what your competitors have done. Mm-hmm. Have they increased their prices by uh, nice. 10% or 50%? You're going to feel a lot uh, less bad increasing your prices by 30% if you realize all your competitors have increased their prices by 50% and that's what you might find out. That's why it's really important to be doing this uh, this review and not miss that step. Uh, step number four review the value that we you as a company are delivering and whether that's changed so are we delivering more value to our customers since the last review so all those things that you've been working on those improvements to your product to your service that you're offering are they based do they basically mean what you're offering to your customers has changed to what you were selling previously and which you priced based on again this is this doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make a rash decision and, and make a big hike, but it's context. This is all context to help you reason about what changes you're going to make and how you're going to be able to communicate that to uh, to, to customers. You can also be looking back and saying, what feedback have we had about our current pricing? Have we uh, had a uh, uh, a lot of feedback where people are already feeling slightly uncomfortable about it being high? Have we heard nothing? Uh, have we heard it? in specific circumstances from specific customers? Are those important customers? And can we um, choose to be more picky about what customers uh, we we currently have based on the, the value that we're now delivering and where we see revenue coming into the business and what we want to do? Step five, recommend changes to pricing. So now we've got the context. We know what our current pricing is. We know what inflation is. We know what the competition is doing. And we've reviewed what we've, what's changed about the services and the the products and so on. The value that we're delivering to our customers. So what's the recommendation? Should we change it? And the answer might be no. But the important thing is that we've done the review and agreed that conclusion rather than just not thinking about it. Um, It may well be yes. If it's yes, then what is the recommendation? so you know, based on all the other factors what kind of change could we be considering and what's the rationale for that recommendation which is going to be important for uh, reviewing it with the rest of your leadership team and communicating it final step for reviewing it uh, and so this checklist t- takes you through the process of reviewing the, recommend- uh, the pricing change not in making it and communicating it those would be other checklists that you want to have for your business but the final step for this one would be to review it with the uh, appropriate team in small business, this would be your leadership team and agreeing the next steps. Nice. Love that so much.
0: And it, what's really funny is like when we were even preparing for this episode and preparing this checklist as a template to share, obviously we used our own uh, as a starting point and then uh, you uh, did some research and built on it. And what's funny was when I looked back at this, uh, this template, I realized that I had forgotten more steps than I remembered. Like there are like you've list, listed out in brilliant detail of like, here's the steps that you need in reviewing the price and here's the things that you consider. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that one of the things that we do is uh, capture competitor pricing and have it historically in the spreadsheet so that we can see it. Completely forgotten that as a thing. If we didn't have that in the checklist, wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have automatically thought, oh yeah, here's a really good idea. And yet that's so powerful in terms of that context. I think one of the other things around the, uh, you know that that reviewing the what of the things that how have you changed your business and the value offering that you provide is another area where I think in you know in, uh, and I know certainly in the checklist that we've done internally and we've uh, then turned this into a template. Like thinking the different aspects of that. So yes, product for a software business, yes, product features, but actually the changes to how you support your customers and the the service that you provide and the onboarding calls and all these sorts of things. All make up that tapestry. Another one, as you say, is the looking at the mix of customers that you've got and what's appropriate to keep going forward. Because as a business grows, I, I was talking to um, uh, uh, a consultant the other day who we were talking about a, a, a really a sort of large, high-growth business that they're working with, and how the next stage for that business is to focus much more on its biggest clients. But I was oh. reflecting how actually early on in a business you're kind of learning what even your clients should be. And so you're to some extent, you'll take whatever customers you get, not because you're necessarily desperate for revenue, although often you are, but because you're still learning what the right fit is and who's willing to pay what and whatever. And yet over time, you want to be finessing that. You want to be saying, well, actually, and in fact, uh, take an example for one of our software businesses uh, together uh, over at Gap I remember I was looking at the data and seeing that we had got quite a lot of uh, customers, maybe twenty, thirty percent of our customers were basically buying like one license, one assessment for whatever it worked out as being like seventy nine dollars or something, and yet like our it was clear that there was a, a the more profitable part of our audience were the ones that were running it on teams, not running it on individual people, and and so what we identified is that as in in line with our competition, because part of the competition analysis was actually it made sense to essentially have a 10 assessment minimum so that you're essentially able to pay for all the sales and marketing work that you've done for that customer. Whereas we had customers that would be paying us 79 pounds total lifespan with us and yet of course you've had the marketing costs you've had the sales conversation you've had all the customer success work you've had all of that is still the same regardless of whether they're buying like one or ten and so those sorts of changes are yeah you you need that those steps to help you but also it's um when it comes to making that recommendation of the price that you know uh sort of one of the penultimate steps it's not just about oh so the answer is five percent you know, It's not a computer says 42, it's a more sophisticated recommendation. It might be about setting a minimum price. It might be about ad- adjusting a specific price plan, or it might be about creating a new plan. Oh, we need an enterprise plan, or we're going to add a bronze package, or whatever it is, based on that review, based on competition, based on looking at your own customers and so on. I think that's the the powerful thing here, right, is when you've got those steps. So we've got those those steps, and that's that's awesome
1: who should use this checklist and when should they be using it? Well I'll start with with when, um, because we know that most businesses don't do this often enough. And it's mm. normally this uh this kind of oh I haven't done it for a few years and now it's really uncomfortable. Uh, I think on a, a you previously shared the the story of, you know, talking to <laughs> a story we've heard so many times, talking to different business leaders who haven't done it for a while. Realize that really just to keep up anywhere close to inflation and their competition, it requires a, a big hike. And, and then suddenly it's this big, big scary change. So you want to be doing it at least annually. And if you're a business which is rapidly learning about their customers, that you're in early stages, if you're rapidly growing, if the uh, if you're changing and learning about the demographic that you're serving, then actually you want to do it more often than that. Um, and the the important thing is, That by systemizing it, you're making it it something which is quick to do, to do that review, and um, uh, which doesn't require any kind of uh, reinvention. And you always have the option to say, no, actually, right now, our pricing is right, but you're you're doing it uh, with your eyes open, Mm -hmm. because even waiting three months to make a pricing increase of, let's say, 10%, 15%, you realize you can make for all sorts of reasons, will have a huge, huge impact on your bottom line on your... Uh, on your uh, cash flow, on your ability to hire sooner, to grow faster, to support customers better. So uh, how often? Probably more often than you're doing it right now, at least annually, but uh, probably more often. In terms of who should do it, well, when you first introduce this, uh, what I wouldn't do on day one is just dedicate it to anyone on the team. I would uh, decide who on the leadership team is responsible for this. And in the first instance, get them to run it themselves so they understand uh where are their kind of quirks in your business which need to be added to the checklist how is it going to be you know when you take those recommendations where are you getting knocked back and further questions so that you can then build any uh, obvious tweaks into the process before you think about delegating it once you've done it a couple of times you go you know what this this works the the Uh, recommendations to the uh, leadership team make it a really easy discussion we've got what we need to then make the changes and and communicate it and and move on with any next steps and you've essentially proven that it works a couple of times then absolutely this is something you want to delegate and you want to delegate it because uh, most leaders most of us are busy and having done it a couple of times already it will very much feel like a chore and for most of us reviewing your pricing even though it's hugely impactful even though it can unlock so many doors it is not something that you look forward to doing it so if you can find a uh an administrator and this could be someone in your finance team if you've got anyone in the finance team then great they're they're going to be a a natural uh, natural candidate but it could just be a va it could be someone in your product team or, or any other part of the business uh who can take responsibility for running through the checklist and because it's so clear about what the steps are Go and look at inflation. It, it's There's a very clear way to do that. Go look at competitors and work out the pricing. This is really valuable kind of context and information for someone in the sales team, uh, in the marketing team. It, it's something that you could delegate anywhere. And by passing it down, it gives them a bit of responsibility and insight It makes sure that the checklist happens and it makes sure that you feel like you're making really good use of your time because instead of having to take a, uh, you know, it's something that might just take an hour, might take a couple of hours Mm. to review different sites and bring in different sources of information, instead of having this two hours, which feels uncomfortable wedging into your week, instead you just get a five minute review, which you then take to the leadership team. And that changes it from happening on time every time to being something which sometimes gets delayed or forgotten. And that's, uh, that's, actually really important and really key as you as you grow and it allows you to focus on improving other processes and uh, taking your business business to the next level yeah i love that and i think as you say
0: making making that something that is easy to happen in your business, <laughs> like that you don't have to put a load of a motivation and focus around it. it, makes such a difference in terms of then the likelihood that it that it does go ahead and uh, goes ahead on time, which I think matters um, if I think about uh, one of our clients actually, um, Nick James over at Expert Empires and mentor of mine um, I, I remember him saying that when it comes to price updates and and, uh you know making uh, increases on your prices he says absolutely it should be at least annually and in fact what's interesting is that not only is that strategically important as we've talked about as a a lever for cash flow as a lever for increasing revenue as a lever for even working with better the cover the right and better customers that are a better fit and and so on um i think it does all of those things and we'll, we'll talk more about the the impact in a second but like one of the other things that he described it as is it's quite useful as having a date at which your prices are changing to do a bit of a reset on your sales pipeline as well. Like being able to say, you know, let's say you've had a customer who's been on the fence for a few months, being able to say to them, you know, it's been great talking to you, Simon. But just so you know, on the 3rd, 1st of March, uh, that's the last day for this that I can offer this pricing from 1st of April. It, it changes and uh and will increase so it's fine if you decide that you either need to delay or you don't want to go ahead or whatever but if you did want to go ahead with this then we need to get that closed off by the 31st of march and i think that helps not only you're likely to get some additional conversions and, and conversions sooner, but also it'll help you to shake out those people who've just got stuck in the pipeline that shouldn't be there anymore, that actually you do need to say goodbye to and say, yeah, no, it's fine. It's not a good fit for you. You don't see sufficient value or whatever and, and part as friends rather than being this forever pattern. Um, and actually we know uh, we know businesses out there, including software providers to us, so I'm thinking HubSpot, for example, where they are... Um, seemingly updating their pricing way more often than annually um so that actually for their prospects for their customers there's a quite a short period on under which you can get a potential offer or price or you know the right deal or whatever which sort of supports these sorts of conversations supports quick sales supports getting cash in earlier even because they require getting the cash in as part of getting uh, closing that sale and getting that deal and so there are so many ways in which um, uh, reviewing your pricing can have this impact. Is there anything I missed? What else, what other impact uh, does this have when, when you've got this regular review of your pricing in place?
1: Yeah. Really interesting. The, the, the HubSpot model, because it, they actually, by doing it, they they change your perception of them and it makes you look for reasons about why they're so valuable and ultimately you do find them and, and, end up giving them more money than you're you're comfortable with but uh that's that's just one uh one approach i think in terms of the impact I mean, going back to the start of the episode why are we doing this then it's the size of the impact it can have it's making sure it happens on time removing the stress not having the cash flow to paint the picture uh i can just say that with our own businesses so growing our our first software as a service company spider gap there have been at least two times where it's been the biggest uh, boost to our revenue and uh, to our revenue without even thinking about profit for a year has been reviewing and mm-hmm. uh, re- revamping some of our pricing structure um so you know you look if you look at a healthy business uh, which is growing quite fast you know 30 40 50 percent we could we could be achieving a huge chunk of that purely by getting our pricing mm-hmm. more in line with actually where it needed to be and by going through the process we wasn't a uh, you know, it's uncomfortable, horrible. Oh man, we can't, we can't go in that level. We actually uh, were able to rationalise the reasons for it internally, so that as a leadership team we felt comfortable, so that our employees felt comfortable with change we were making and why, and so that we had something to communicate to customers. And uh, ultimately, though we worried about it, it's never we've never seen the you know the, the the thing that you dread or you know you dread all your customers going around in in droves and the process that we went through, rather than just making this kind of default, oh, we're going up 50%, but we haven't got any reason, any rationale that we're going to communicate, all supported that. So it can make a huge, 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 huge impact. Um, And for those years, it unblocked so much. It meant we could hire sooner. It meant we could do all the things uh, we wanted to that year to achieve our goals. It meant that cash flow was definitely not a concern at that moment in time.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting. I think the, uh, as you say, we've not had that experience of you change your prices. And um, sure, there's been occasions where you change prices, like removing the ability for someone to pay £79 and nothing else. Um, Sure, there are customers that go, oh, but I really like that. And and of course they did. Um, But we've not had an example where net, we've made a change to pricing that has resulted in a decrease in revenue. It's typically resulted in increase in revenue, albeit often with fewer customers. So it's resulted in a smaller number of customers, but paying more money because it's the right customers that getting the value. Whereas the ones that are the kind of looking for the discount or are looking for low volume or whatever, they tend to cause most of your headaches, and yet uh, are loss making, frankly, in terms of what they put into the business. That said, I know businesses who have made. Uh, updates to pricing and it's gone the other way I'm thinking of one um, business owner in particular uh, who's the owner of a fitness business where he made big changes to the pricing but the uh, and got backlash and lost customers and an employee left and poached customers and was because of the bad feeling around the pricing made that made that easier and so on however that is more a story of how the pricing was communicated not the change in the pricing the price change was uh pro- was uh, appropriate um but the work wasn't done into why are we making this price change like it was it was made more just you know knee-jerk we haven't increased our prices for a while therefore 20 percent or 15 percent increase in pricing whereas if it had been done with the comms around this is what we've done. This is the value we've added. This is what you know. all those sorts of stuff. It would have been much better received. And so I think as, as we've covered in when we talk about this checklist, we're talking about making sure that you've done that, done your homework and done that analysis. And then, of course, it's entirely appropriate to have a checklist for how do you then update your pricing? Where are the parts of your website or your brochure or whatever that need to be updated? How do you calculate uh, the different set of pricing for different plans or different currencies? How do you communicate it to existing customers? Do you grandfather them in? Is there a limit to that? Do you change it for, um, uh, how quickly do you change it for new customers? And this is it all levels. And what about people that are currently going through your sales pipeline? Is there a date at which uh, that the existing quotes need to change? those considerations also need their own checklist and uh, and your ability to communicate it but i think that's the key right is make it when you go through in a methodical way that that is sensible you're much more likely to get a good result and a and a um, reliable result but also if it even if it does then go wrong like you're able to go back and say what did i miss what needs to change how do i make sure that i don't make that mistake again or even the other way like if you make a change to your pricing and three months later wish that you'd increased it more than the amount that you did like looking back at that and saying where in the process did i make that mistake did i collect all the data and then ignore it and dampen it by three (laughs) percent or whatever it is and as a result making sure that that kind of knowledge that learning that wisdom is, is built back into your pricing so i think we've we've covered loads of great stuff there any other tips on pricing
1: before we kind of move to a close no, I, I love what you're already saying is uh, around essentially iterating the processes and taking it past this initial review to put in checklists for uh, how to implement it, how to communicate it. All those steps really, really important uh, as well. But kicking it off and getting your team comfortable about what needs to happen is the place to start. I think a, a, final, a final tip I will share. Uh, there's a, a lot about you know, uh, pricing on, on value uh, and, and trying to, to avoid just being doing it to try and be the the cheapest that makes it hard if you can price on value then every time you create more value you can you can raise it up the final tip i'll I'll share is that if you're not currently getting a fair amount of feedback about your prices prices Mm -hmm. from customers and leads so if you're not talking to leads and having some people who at least feel like it's a stretch to make that decision, and that you need to help them over the line. Um, It's not being communicated to you at all that there's any friction there at all, then your prices are probably too low. And this is a really common place that a lot of people get, they kind of set their prices, leave it there for a while. And of course, the customers are delighted to see that someone's still offering pricing that essentially a bargain price. And it feels comfortable because no one asks you these, these tricky questions. But having a little bit of friction where some people uh, kind of go, yeah, it solves my problem perfectly. That is something I'm willing to pay. Some people uh, go, it was a bit more than I'd hoped for, but I can see the value. I'm willing to pay it. And a few people go, you know what? That's Based on where my business is and problems I'm facing, I I can't afford that. That's that's where you want to be. And if you're not hearing that, then your prices are probably too low. uh, And (laughs) go find this checklist and start using it today. because there's a big opportunity yeah i love that and there's there's sadly so many examples of
0: business leaders i know who are they'll often say something along the lines of oh you know our our, our prices our prices are are low but you know i i i want to you know and there'll be some motivation behind it like, like they'll say oh but you know I, I i want i like it that way or i want to you know provide great value or um you know uh do all those things and the problem is it's like that emotional decision makes so much worse in the business, and means that they can add less value to their clients, right? Because if you're, as you say, if you if you're basically never getting anyone say, oh, this is a little bit more than I was hoping to spend, and yes, great, you're getting easy sales conversations where no one ever resists at the pricing, but you're leaving so much money on the table, and also it means, in my experience, generally the people who pay more. Um, are able to get more value particularly because the mind is focused like if you offer something cheaply people tend not to then invest their thinking and their time in it and as a result less likely to get the result so there's loads of reasons why it's a bad idea to a not update your prices b leave them too low so highly recommend people check out the pricing checklist that we've made available as a template you can find it at airmanual.link forward slash templates forward slash review hyphen our hyphen pricing that's review our pricing but with hyphens where you'd have spacing um also do check out the uh the ebook that we wrote the business leader's guide to improving cash flow uh, that covers uh a more high level and um gives you the the approach to take in terms of uh, the eight levers to improving your cash flow and also gives you a list of loads of other processes um, reviewing pricing is just one of them. Loads of processes that you can implement in your business and systemize so that uh, you get consistently great cash flow in your business and consistently great results in other areas too. You can find that ebook at airmanual.link forward slash cash flow forward slash ebook. Um, also, I'm going to be running a uh, an Ask Me Anything session uh, on uh, a, a, in a sort of online webinar format which you can find out more and register for at airmanual.link Forward slash cash flow forward slash webinar. Uh, if you register for that, send me questions, uh, and we'll cover questions in the session. Basically, any question you've got on the subject to cash flow, uh, I will uh, cover based on my experience, both on managing it within my own businesses, uh, consulting and supporting other businesses in managing their cash flow, uh, helping businesses sort out their cash flow processes by virtue of Air manual, and interviewing a variety of incredible coaches. Experts, business owners on this very topic for de stress your business, and some of those episodes you may have already seen, some are coming up. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I've there's a whole load of uh insight I can share, so join me for that ask me anything session at emmanuel.link forward slash cash flow forward slash webinar. I'd uh, love to see you there. Uh, thank you so much, Paddy, for uh, uh joining us today and sh- sharing all this great insight and the and the template. I know people are get a lot of value from it, so uh, people that Go and download it, like post on social media. Let us know what you find useful, the insights that you take, the key takeaways. We'd really appreciate it. Um, However, if if on the flip side, if you're thinking, oh, I love this. Thank you, guys. You know, I've got this clarity on what I need to do with my cash flow. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to review my pricing. Um, then you need help to free up some time. So uh, the good news for you is that we do run a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and unlock growth in your business. Uh, You can find out more and register for the next one at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And finally, before we close up, if you have found today's content available, Please share it with other people. Please post on social media. It's always surprising to me how many people will come up to me and say, hey, Alexis, I've been listening to a load of these podcast episodes and how valuable they found it and said how great it is. And yet, I didn't even know because I haven't seen them even like like or share on social media. It's great that they come up to me and thank you. And please do continue doing that. But please also give us a hand, uh, help other people to share it on social media so that other people can benefit from the same key takeaways that, that you're getting. You are not alone in the sorts of challenges that you're having. If, if you're having issues with cash flow and or you just have found that there's ideas that you've taken away from this and other episodes on how to improve your cash flow and you've got value, then there are other people that are in that same situation. They would value it too. So please do share it out there on social media and also uh, provide us with a review on your favorite podcast platform. It makes a huge difference, uh, surprisingly, in the algorithms as to whether other people get to see this podcast. So please do do that. It'll give more visibility. It'll allow us to help more people. Otherwise, thank you, Paddy. Uh, uh, Great uh, insights as always for everyone else. And uh, until next time, have fun.